Welcome to Brook Talks America, home of the new right, and our Tactical Tuesdays podcast with Joe Dolio, also known as the Joe Stradamus and Brooke the Magnificent Show. Welcome to Joe. And um, just a reminder that you can sign up at each of our sites for alerts on new articles and shows. Mine is brooktalksamerica.com. It's Brooke with an E. Type it all together. Joe's is tactical-wisdom.com. He also has a YouTube channel of the same name. Tell your friends and leave us a comment to say, how much you love the show um follow me on getter and facebook so you can receive emails email alerts of the shows and articles and all the good stuff that we're doing okay so here's the deal given the unbelievable event yesterday which is the raid yesterday uh on president trump's mar-a-lago estate we had to talk about that we're just going full politics today. First of all, first off, we're going to talk about why they did it and then what will become of it. I'll give my take on it. Joe will give his. We're in very dangerous times, folks. This is like next level abuse of power. Before we get into it, I just, you know, we always, um, when we discuss Joe's books, each chapter has a a, a, Bib- a Bible verse. And I will just say on a separate note that his every book has a warrior study we need to be the warriors people okay each american citizen we the people need to be the warriors but i wanted to read you know since we're going to be just discussing general you know what's going on i i still wanted him to read a bible verse so i left it up to him and sort of said whatever bible verse you want for the times so before we get in in our discussion we can bring god into uh the midst here, and he's going to read a Bible verse. So I need a context verse. This is from Nehemiah. And at the time, Nehemiah and his people were completely surrounded by forces that wanted to do them in and wanted to destroy them and wanted them to, to leave their land. Does this sound familiar? Mm. Right. And so Nehemiah went to his people, and this is what he says. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Nehemiah 4.14. And that verse is actually tied to the origin of America's military chaplains. If you get the book, 100 Bible Verses That Made America, and uh, it just tied directly into the moment we were in uh, right after the Battle of Lexington and Concord. Uh, the shot heard around the world. And I felt it was relevant because we may well be at that moment today. Very so, nice. Go ahead. So, yeah, I think it really ties in. And I think my friend Mike Shelby, uh, the, the 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 man who runs FordObserver.com, uh, he put it best. This isn't a triggering event, but this is an accelerator. Mm-hmm. And what they do next may or may not be a triggering event. Um. It's uh, we're in such a crazy and precarious time right now. Uh, I, I just can't even make a prediction. Yeah, no, it's it was totally stunning. Um, we'll get into all of it. But thank you for that Bible verse. What was the name of that book again? The book is called 100 Bible Verses That Made America. And if you want anyone wants to look up that Bible verse, it was Nehemiah 414. Excellent. Um, and I just before we get into it, uh, I didn't realize this, but this is actually yesterday was the day that um, <laughs> Nixon resigned. That was no yes. there was no coincidence in that, in my opinion. They do nothing by accident. Nothing. These people are, are big into symbology. Yes. So. Yes. OK. So my take on the raid um in addition to all the generals that, you know, everybody's talking about a couple of points I haven't heard anybody mention so far. One, and we all know that Trump's staffing choices sucked, right? We all agree on that, I'm sure. To, to a large degree, most of them sucked. I give him a pass because he was an outsider. You know, he had to trust the so-called Republicans who were advising him. But still, if you're going to take on the swamp or the not so deep but in your face state, right, you better have a flanking army. He did not. He did not have enough people that were loyal to the Constitution, to the cause, to the mission of MAGA and all that. So, 
it is what it is. Um, and I pray the next time that if he gets in, Trump, call me, baby, uh, <laughs> that he does it right. Um, the first term there are the, the first item is there are 4000 federal employee appointments the president gets to make. 1000 of them have to be confirmed by the Senate. So they may get slow rolled. They may not. If we have full MAGA, you know, Senate, whatever. But that's a, that's a flexible thing. OK, especially if we don't take the Senate. The other three can be appointed and ready to go on day one. Steve Bannon and and um, I can't remember the media outlet that have written about this. He has been talking about this. By the way, he gave a masterful speech at CPAC. I recommend everybody go listen to it. Look, I love Trump, but he's much more eloquent than Trump. Um, I have, you know, that's just being, cause he's, he's minutia detail oriented. He's very smart, everything like that. But anyways, um, Bannon has been talking about the plan to put that group of 3000 people, people who are MAGA America first and new, right? Right. We talk about that new, right? It's going to get a lot more significant as we go forward that term, but these are the people, the fighters, right? So the new right is the fighters, not your old feckless cut Republican Party. These are the people that need to work for, for President Trump. And Bannon's been talking about this and it has been written about. Well, what better way, this is what they tried to do in 2016 as well, to discourage anyone from working for Trump than raiding Mar-a-Lago, right? That's the man's freaking house, okay? That's one point. The other point that's not being talked about too much. Uh, and I think it will be part of the backfire of this. Joe's going to give his opinion on all this. Here's the thing. Biden is losing steam with Hispanics more than any other demographic group. And I'm going to speak on Hispanics, but I, I, I tend to believe that black voters will also have, you know, this will also have an effect on them and how they perceive what the Biden DOJ is, you know, Department of Injustice is doing. But he's losing steam with Hispanics. Many Hispanics come from countries where dictators do this kind of thing. I'm from Miami. Hello, Cuba, anyone? Okay. And for that matter, people from Africa and Eastern Europe, also the same. Former Soviet countries, they have this, the oligarchy and all this kind of thing that they do. They come to America to get away from that. And there was a woman from Cuba that was standing outside Mar-a-Lago to support President Trump. She said that. This is going to really piss them off. And I spoke with, uh, you know, I spoke with someone today. She was just like totally from Colombia, which just voted, you know, for communists, far, far, far left communists. Uh, it's obviously pissed American citizen Trump supporters off, but it'll piss immigrants off, too. And by the way, this is stunning to me. Democrats are lying about having advanced knowledge of the raid because it's apparently not even popular with Democrats and certainly not with independents. I mean, they think their voters are stupid enough to believe the lie, which they probably are. So, Joe, given those two uh, takes, my takes on the specific things that are not really talked about so much beyond the general, you know, general impressions and the sheer atrocity and lawlessness of it. What are your take? What's your take? Well, my take is this. Um, how long did it take for us to get a result in Washington District 3 where Joe Kent was running? Oh, yeah, it's still it's still not confirmed. It hasn't Correct. been called it's yet. It's still not confirmed. Yeah. Now, now uh, the incumbent uh, has actually conceded, but it's not confirmed and nothing is official. Really? She has? He, yeah, yeah, they did. Wow. They did uh, earlier today, but it's not, you know, they haven't they haven't closed it out. So I think that you need to maybe take a look at that and understand that I don't think they care. Yeah, I think that they know that they're going to pull out all the stops and we're going to go with fortification to election boogaloo. Mm -hmm. And we're going to we're going to fortify the heck out of this election uh, because they have to. Uh, they know that if they give up power, these same things are going to happen to them. Um, we're Hopefully. Gonna these, uh, except for the FBI, right? The FBI is never going to change sides. The deep state is going to deep state. Here's the deal, though. Uh, we had four years of Donald Trump who ran on, I'm going to drain the swamp. Did the swamp get drained? No. And that's 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 because the swamp didn't want to get drained. The man tried. And they fought him tooth and nail. I could never imagine a time in American history when the president of the United States said, hey, we're going to withdraw our troops from here. And the military told him no. 
uh, and then they intentionally misled him to keep them there. The president is not in control of this country and hasn't been for some time. The administrative state is. And whoever is at the top doesn't matter to the administrative state. Mm-hmm. They're going to do their thing no matter what. So I think we have a bigger issue here than than who wins in 2024 and who wins in 2022. The issue is how do we bring the administrative state to heal uh, and into compliance with the Constitution of the United States? That's the question we need to have. Fiery speeches are fantastic, but they do us no good. Donald Trump said for four, six years, actually, Mm -hmm. he was going to drain this swamp and he was doing this. He was going to do that. And none of it happened. Um, It's not I mean, you know, he he had his faults, but it's not a little bit happened. Yeah, but but not that much. Nothing significant. Mm -hmm. What, what, What are the results of the Durham investigation? Exactly. Oh, there aren't any, and there yeah. aren't ever going to be any. Yeah. Right. They've charged maybe one obscure guy to make it look like they're doing something. And he got the off. Problem, the problem is this. This whole Republican Democrat thing is, is is circuses for the masses. Right. It's something to keep you entertained, something to make you think that, hey, there's still some hope in here um, <laughs> until we all decide that. We have to seriously rein in this administrative state we've created and bring it back in line with our wishes. We're the people who matter, not the government. Uh, The United States is based upon the principle that these people are only in power with our consent, not the other way around. We're not free by their consent. And, And I just think that we're seeing something so opposite of that. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the raid specifically, um, because I'm not as well versed on the politics angle as you are. Um, I I do like what all these people had to say. So after we talked today, I looked at some of the speeches. Great stuff. But again, they're not in power and it's not really looking too much like they're going to be. I'd love them to be. But I honestly just believe that the fortification of the election is going to happen. So what I want to say about the raid is optics. Now. Donald Trump being a former president of the United States and the most recent one is entitled to Secret Service protection. He has Secret Service protection. And in addition, he has his own security. If a federal prosecutor or federal court in the FBI wanted some documents from Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, all they had to do was call the Secret Service. And Secret Service, being duly authorized federal agents, would secure that evidence for them. They took the same oath. They uphold the same laws no matter what their job is. So they had that option available and they chose not to take it. Because they wanted and he the op- has been cooperating with them the whole time with the exactly. lawyers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They wanted the optics of a raid. Mm-hmm. Why do you send 30 agents to Donald Trump's house? Does Donald Trump have a history of violence? (laughs) Does Donald Trump even own a firearm? Has Donald Trump ever broken the law in any significant degree? So it was overkill no matter how you look at it, right? Uh, And it was just designed for the optics. Um, It's not a coincidence that just, you know, three days ago, we had the alleged leak, I put air quotes around the word leak, of the uh, FBI's militia violent extremist mm-hmm. memo. I think they intentionally leaked that. Talk about what, that, now, talk about what that entailed, Joe. I, I will. Uh, yeah. uh, but the reason, uh, give me one second here. The reason why they leaked that is because what is happening now? There are dozens and dozens and dozens, even hundreds of people outside of Mar-a-Lago. Some of them appear to be militia members. So what this uh, what this memo was, was an alert out to their field offices, warning them and local police agencies of the potential for militia violent extremist activity. And you know what? That sounds good. Yep. We should probably worry about militia violent extremists. But the things that they said indicated militia violent extremism were things like discussing the Revolutionary War. <laughs> Or people who quote the Constitution, uh, people who 
used the Gadsden flag, which says don't tread on me. I want to point something out about that. They specifically mentioned the words don't tread on me in their bulletin. That is the official United States Navy Jack, which mm. is a flag we fly on ships in combat. It is 13 red, red and white stripes with a snake on it that says don't tread on me. So essentially, the FBI just called the United States Navy militia violent extremists. It, it showed it said using Revolutionary War imagery. Well, one of the things that that they showed in their um, in their um, bulletin is actually the um, the logo of the Virginia State Guard, which mm. is a quasi governmental um, agency. They used to be approved by the government. Now it's a separate entity run by private people. But they literally put that thing up there that uh, that was their logo. They just cropped out the part that said Virginia Home Guard. And um, they were trying to make it look like that they are violent militia extremists. The worst one to me is they put up American contingency as a militia. American contingency is a organization ran by former Green Beret Mike Glover. Um, and he. It's it's just about local activism. It's groups of people getting together to share information on local issues and get out and be active. It's not it says that the group has a low history of violence. Mike Glover has put out several videos pointing out that by low violence, they mean no violence. We've never had violence associated with our group whatsoever. So I've got this thing up here. It says anyone with the Punisher skull is potentially a. Militia violent extremists. Well, if we all remember the Uvalde police officers, one of them has a militia or has a Punisher skull as his phone background. So he must be a uh, he must be a uh, a violent extremist. Um, anyone who uh, anyone who is interested in the Second Amendment is a militia violent extremist. Um, people using the electrical resistance symbol because it identifies a resistor. Uh, our friend NC Scout uses that symbol. And um, I just find that interesting. And the um, Betsy was the Betsy Ross flag included. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yes. Anything Revolutionary War imagery. I, I'm, I'm running right down the list right now. Okay. Um, Anarcho-capitalism flag, which is the black and I mean, the black and yellow one. Um, warrior culture. Anyone with military or uh, military themes, both historical and contemporary. Uh, mentioning Spartans or Valhalla. I wear Michigan State Spartans gear all the time, and it has a Spartan helmet on it. That doesn't make me a violent extremist. But that's interesting, right? Warrior culture. Marines are a very strong warrior mm-hmm. culture, and they're implying that right here, uh, especially with the word Valhalla. Um, Marines envision themselves as as modern-day Vikings because we come from the sea like the Vikings did. And a saying among, uh, among Marines is, till Valhalla, mm-hmm. right? I'll see you in Valhalla. And th- they specifically call that out. The words Molan Labe or come and take it um, and the black flag. Uh, I, I have a black American flag, but I'm not a I'm not a militia extremist. But they did have the Betsy Ross flag. Anyone who mentions Ashley Babbitt mm. uh, and anyone who mentions the Liberty Tree. Right. So um, it's just the whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, the Betsy Ross flag is specifically called out. Yeah, well, so. This afternoon, Mike Shelby for Port Observer said, he goes, do you envision in the next two weeks a whole bunch of arrests of alleged violent extremists? I do completely. I think that's exactly what's coming next. They're going to point at the Donald Trump raid and say this is what motivated these people. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder how many people know about that memo, though. I have a bunch of stuff on my car. I don't care. I think literally everyone knows about that memo now. If if you've had the internet on in the last two days, everyone knows about this memo. Well, that's good to know. I'm not on Twitter, so uh, and yeah. I'm not. I haven't been on Getter too much. We're going to talk actually about that because that was actually one one of the first things I thought about because I'm not on Twitter is what the goons were posting. I asked Pop Tart. Yeah, a lot of people were warning the goons last night to calm it down because they're going to use it to come after everybody. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Pop-Tart, right? 
Yes. Okay, so I asked her. I know her personally, and uh, she said they were desperately trying not to fed posts. <laughs> and when I asked you, you said it was wild, and that even one of our mutual uh, mutuals, who's mature, right, was fed posting. So I want you to talk about that and what you think about it, given the memo, obviously, um, which that piece of trash beta cuck Ray, he denies that memo, right? Did you know that? He denies knowledge of that memo. Well, he could deny knowledge all he wants. Uh, it's real. Yeah. And so he, he can say it. He can deny knowledge all he wants, but it's true, right? I mean, it really went out. We know that it went out. So. Yeah. Uh, well, he seemed to act like it was some rogue thing or something. I know. They, they, somebody told me it was fake. I'm like, can you tell me specifically which part? I'm like, what's well, been edited? Okay, which part was edited? And literally no one could explain that to me. Yeah. So. So what do you think about Twitter? Uh, Twitter was pretty wild last night. And I actually deleted a post I made because all that I said was that, hey, if you want a civil war, this is how you get it. Right. You continue down this path. And boy, did the left come at me. So I just I deleted really? it. And, and, and I still pointed it out to a lot of people that this is this is exactly the way to continue to ratchet up the tension. The timing is highly suspect, uh, and it, none of it makes any sense to me because you had ways of getting. It. So the truth of the matter is this: they were looking for, or they they claimed um, that the original complaint was from the archives that they were that the archives had some stuff that they wanted to get from Donald Trump and didn't give it back. But then the archives said, "Oh, listen, we did get it back." But some of it was marked classified. The truth of the matter is that those, those things that were marked classified had already been declassified. So he hadn't actually been in possession of classified nation. It's worth noting that the president of the United States can classify and declassify whatever he wants. So mm -hmm. Donald Trump would have already declassified it himself. So the point is they got the stuff back and they said, well, some of it was it as classified. So what they went looking for was potentially any more classified information we didn't even know that there was any there hmm. the whole thing is highly suspicious then we get into the judge now what do you know about the judge uh i know that he was involved with epstein absolutely he resigned his federal judgeship to uh to defend epstein's clients and secure um deals for them immunity from prosecution deals right after he got done doing that, he got reappointed as a magistrate in the district that covers Mar-a-Lago and then suddenly issues this warrant. When was that? Uh, I don't know when he was appointed. I, I don't know. Uh, but it would have been relatively recently because wow. the other case was still going on. So. Yeah. Oh, no coincidences there, right? Nothing to see here, folks. See, this is the thing that they would have you believe, that like during the, the whole Hillary Clinton thing, everyone in, in on the planet was represented by or had contact with Perkins, Coy, whatever law, law firm, right? Mm -hmm. They would have you believe there's only one law firm in the country they can use. They would also have you believe that there are only three or four federal judges that we can use for anything because the same judge keeps getting appointed for all of the January 6th trials. The same judges keep getting appointed for all of the Donald Trump investigations. And it's just it, it's just nonsense. They've investigated this guy every possible way. If they had something, there would be a press conference today. Exactly. But but well, so it's and, and just this is what This is what this is what um, a lot of people are pointing out. And, and I would. If they have some sort of a smoking gun and they found it yesterday, releasing it right now is the way to reduce tensions. Hey, this is what we found. Listen, it's a we're, we're being objective here. This is wrong. Here it is. The fact that they haven't come out and said that should tell you something. Right. Uh, and the longer they don't say anything, the longer the tensions go on. We've had so many of these investigations ever since the January 6th event where they show up at someone's house, do a search warrant and leave. And no one ever hears anything again. Today, they walked up to uh, to Representative Perry from Ohio right. and took his phone from him. And um, it's they didn't tell him why they just said they had a warrant and the warrant is very vague. And 
there it is. Um, we're at a point where where the FBI has been weaponized and turned into a political thing. And I know a lot of people say that it, that it's turned that way. I'm saying it's just gone back to its original roots, mm-hmm. right? That's the way J. Edgar Hoover had it. Yeah. That's where it is now. Um, but we are at a dangerous time. And unless unless someone puts an end to this this uncontrollable political prosecution, bad things can happen. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the, the thing that makes me crazy, right, the response from the Republican Party, because we all know that the Republican Party is just controlled opposition, but we're in an election year. So they're going to say things that make people happy on the right because they want to get voted for. Members of the GOP have said that there will be, quote unquote, investigations. But to what end and what will that accomplishment uh, accomplish? I remember Trey Gowdy doing multiple, you know, well-spoken, everything like that. Nothing happened. Right. You mentioned Scott Perry, who was who was uh, ready yesterday. Here's the thing. I like to remind the audience. Hillary deleted 30,000 emails, classified emails after they were subpoenaed and had an illegal server next to her crapper. Hunter Parmesan laptop had clear evidence, which, by the way, the FBI had clear evidence of Biden corruption with both the CCP and Ukraine, a country that we're now sending $50 billion to only 35, uh, 30% of which actually gets to where it's supposed to go. If even that they had no raids on them. I, I agree with your premise, which is that they, they don't want to ratchet down tensions. They want to ratchet up tensions. Obviously this situation with the IRS which has the the uh, DHS has multiple rounds of ammunition. The IRS now has been weaponized with supposedly 80,000 more, uh, uh, you know, people. They also have weapons. And someone made a very interesting uh, um, comment on who they're going to be able to hire for this. Who are going to be the IRS agents who now have weapons, who now are authorized and funded by the United States government? By the way, that's you and I, the taxpayers, because the government doesn't have anything who are those 80,000 and how do you just get 80,000 people like that? Who are they? They're going to be left-wing activists. What do you think, Joe? I, I think that's absolutely true. That's what the administrative state is. And this is entirely, entirely um, done for political targeting. If you are, if you are seen as, as being one of the inappropriate people, you're going to get an audit. And somebody, you know, they keep saying, hey, well, it's just means more people to answer the phones, more people to get your refunds out. Agents don't issue refunds. Agents don't answer the phone. Yeah. Uh, criminal investigations agents conduct criminal investigations and audits. I mean, that's what they do. So it's kind of a kind of a crazy thing. Um, I, I think that they're there for targeting. Now, that 87,000 number is over the course of the next several years. So they're coming in chunks. But that's a lot of people. Yeah. Now, we, they're we not increasing this, the border by that much. Nope. And in fact, I think that they've actually reduced some of the Border Patrol staffing. But the point is this. Um, a long time ago, this man who was president said that he wanted to create a civilian law mm-hmm. enforcement agency that would be able to oppose and keep in check the United States military. Adding 87,000 IRS agents, which have broad law enforcement authority, makes them larger than the active duty United States Marine Corps as it is right now. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. That's a lot. That would be Barack Hussein O. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I was going to get there, but yeah. Uh, He tried it with Homeland Security. And when people started seeing the Federal Protective Service in neighborhoods and everything, it caused a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety because a because a FPS car looks a lot like a customs car and they thought it might be immigration. So they kind of backed off on that. But the Federal Bureau of Investigation has 20,000 agents. Think about that. This is five times as wow. many once you add the 87,000 to the current number. Uh, that's a lot of agents. And you might think, well, it's all about taxes. Well, these agents currently serve on drug task force, gang task force, all these different things. They don't just do taxes, right? 
They do all kinds of other things. Um, they look for, they're specifically trained in financial investigations, which is something I do. Uh, they look for um, unaccounted for income. That's why you now have this rule where PayPal has to report any income you get over $600 in a year, just like a regular job. They're not going to be going after, despite what they say, the richest people in America. Mm -hmm. They're going to be going after the middle class and the lower class because we can't afford tax lawyers. They've even said so much. That's why more audits are done on middle class people, because high class, higher class people have tax lawyers and it takes them forever to get anything from them. This is. I wish I I just wish I knew whether Democrat voters are getting this message. You know, whether they're getting any of this information whatsoever. Oh, no, they think we need to be controlled. They're all for it. The average Democrat wants more IRS agents coming after them. They don't think they're going to come after them. Well, no, they, they don't. But here's the thing about communism and socialism. They'll come for you last, but mm. they will come for you. Yeah. So. I tell you, it's crazy. Okay, so you wanted to uh, talk about a memo from Tyson that Tyson Foods sent out. Go ahead and talk about what that was about. Right. So Tyson Foods mentioned that due to the uh, the rising costs that they're having, that um, food costs are going to be going up not just this year, but all through 2024 and then all the way into 2025. Um, Tyson's going to have a price increase in chicken right now and then more going up. Um, They also mentioned that beef prices are way up. So you're not just going to continue to see increases this year, 2023, 2024. So when the, the federal government tells you that inflation has peaked, it hasn't even gotten started yet. Um, what's funny is when they do their consumer price index, they take out two things, food and energy, and, and they include everything else. Well, the problem with that is where do you spend most of your money every month? Yep. Food and energy, right? The gas I put in my car, the electricity I have in my house, uh, and and the food that I eat. So when they tell you that, look, the CPI has 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 flattened out, understand that that doesn't include food and energy. They take those out. So um, if Tyson is pointing out that chicken and beef prices are going to be going up for the next two years, you need to seriously consider what you're going to do uh, about food. Now, if you think about it just from that standpoint, yes, food's going to be more expensive. But when we look at all of these things going on in the world, what's the one thing that the World Economic Forum and and the New Green Deal people and all that want you to do? They want you to become a vegetarian, right? Oh, yeah. They want you to stop eating meat and stop eating chicken. If they can price it out of the market for you so you have no choice but to only eat beans and peas, they're going to do that. So um, it's just very important to see that all this food is going on here. Uh, And by the way, the USDA also reports that crop conditions for corn and wheat have gone down. So, man, uh, you're going to have higher prices for corn and wheat at the end of the summer because there's not going to be as good of a yield. Yeah. Well, regarding the chicken thing, there is a group of people that when that starts to hit them in that way, Things are going to change. Trust me. They're not going to have no chicken. Okay. Well, I'll just here's leave it at the that. thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Um, the people who are on SNAP benefits or or whatever your state calls the electronic benefits transfer cards, um, they're not going to feel the pinch because they're not paying for it. They're getting their EBT card and it's free money. Yeah, Who's I'm not even talking this? about them, though. I'm not talking about people that are on welfare. I'm talking about average people that like like chicken. Yeah, no, I I get that. I understand that. But um, a lot of people say, well, you know, the poorer people will be the first to rise up. No, because they're going to their government subsidized anyway. Yeah. So um, you, you're, you're going to it's going to be the middle class again that bears the brunt of this. 
And um, on that note, the Inflation Reduction Act, well, here's, a, here's an easy rule you can do with any piece of legislation. <laughs> Whatever the title is, it does the opposite. Yes. Right? Like the Affordable Care Act. Ooh, yeah. It drove everyone else's insurance. It made it free for some people, but it drove everybody else's insurance through the roof. Yeah. So the Inflation Reduction Act, he said that they're going to impose a, a, a minimum mandatory flat tax of 15% on all corporations. Well, he goes, that's going to make them, them pay their fair share. What do corporations do when they get taxed? Who, who actually ends up paying that tax? Uh, us. Us. They're yeah. going to raise their prices to cover the tax burden um, and, and pass it on. For example, sales tax was never meant to be, be something you paid. It was meant to be something that the business paid. And now businesses just charge you for it. So it's that simple. And they separate it out to say, oh, you know, it's the state, not us. So it's just important to note that this is going to drive inflation even higher. It's going to do nothing to slow it down. Um, and, and, and when you get in and look at the bill, they're capping uh, coal-fired uh, electrical plants and all that. That's all going to drive energy costs up because the green um, energy options are not as efficient and they don't produce as much. So it's going to cost you more and it's going to be less available. And we're just heading into a really, really bad time. Man, it's a great time for everyone to buy my books. That's right. That's right. It was a good time yesterday to buy your books for sure, but it's a good time today. Absolutely. And read them and get ready. Um, I tell you, man, it's just, you know, I know Agent Jensen is listening, but why aren't people marching outside of Merrick Garland's house? Um, because everyone who is who is of of any import on the left, I mean, on the right. Last night, got out and said, don't do anything. Don't say anything. They mm. want you to. Okay. Now, that's one of the biggest problems I have with the right. Mm-hmm. We don't want to rock the boat. Well, here's the thing. We're going to be the most self-righteous people sitting in solitary confinement mm-hmm. because we never fought back and we never resisted. That's right. It doesn't but- have to be violence. It has, it, it has to be making your voice heard. For example... In Brooklyn, when they charged that uh, bodega guy with with murder and and the public went nuts and said, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. What happened? Mm -hmm. They dropped the charges. That's right. And we have to learn that lesson that if we get out and get vocal, change will happen. There's a lot more of us and there are of them. And they actually need our consent to continue doing what they want to do. We've forgotten that. We've forgotten the American tradition. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute here. Get on it. We have, we have forgotten the American tradition of of rebellion to tyranny, resistance to tyranny, and saying, no, I don't think you will today. So we have to realize that our our country was not born by timid men. It was not born by men who want to uh, wanted to get along or not rock the boat. Uh, we seriously need to look back at our heritage and be like, what would these guys have done then? And I know everyone wants to think we're much more sophisticated now than we were then, but the effect is the same. So you have to make a decision. Am I just going to continue to sit at home and complain about my bills and watch TV uh, until the power goes out? Or am I going to actually get out and be active and go to local elections and get on local school boards, make my voice heard? And maybe be prepared for even more severe things should they come about. Um, see, see what I did there? Should they come about? We're not asking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm telling you, if there was ever a cause, it's now. If there was ever a time, it is now. Well, and I mentioned the thing about marching outside of America Garland's house because we need to do quid pro quo. If marching outside of the Supreme Court justice house is okay, then marching outside of his house is okay. The problem is, and you say it, you know, and I, I do a, a radio show on, on uh, Tuesday with Ron Edwards, American Experience as well. He says the same thing. Like, what are we doing? We don't do anything, right? And I totally agree with you. You know, um, there was a guy, Jesse Kelly talks about this, but there was a guy named Russ Vote, and he was on, I think he was on with Laura and he was on with uh, Bannon. He said, it's great that you're out there marching, 
Get out there and march. Like, and I'm not not at Mar-a-Lago, but get out and march in front of these people's house. Get out there on the streets. Maybe it was Schlapp. I don't know. Get on the streets like they do. Like you said about the bodega guy. We, you actually get the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So start squeaking. Okay. Be in front of their houses. When they, when they started with the CRT, I don't know if you remember this, but I think it was in Florida. When they started with that CRT stuff, a group of people went outside the house of one of the people on the school board and they freaked out. I don't think those people got arrested for one. And second, it showed that they were serious. When parents went to the school Although board. when they started showed, calling us terrorists. Huh? That's also when they started calling us terrorists. Yeah, okay. So? Right. Exactly. Oh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. That's oh. the thing. We need to be out there. We need to be visible. That's why I've always said this marching for the for the mandate stuff. If they don't see the whites of your eyes, it's not marching. It's not effective. Well, if you've never read the book Unattended Consequences by John Ross, which is right here on his bookcase behind me, uh, maybe you should. Okay, give us a little synopsis. Um, Well, let's just say the government takes action, drastic action that goes way beyond the pale (laughs) and people then start taking action. And uh, things go very much bad for the government. Oh, good. Like Red Dawn. Let's do it. Okay, I'll read that yeah. book for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mine, uh, mine's uh, signed by the author. Good All dude. Right. Well, good for you. Okay, so I like that. I'm, I'm going to check that out. Last week, we talked about Piglosi's trip to Taiwan. And while I think we uh, questioned her motives, we both thought it was the, the right thing to go to do to go there, um, you know, no, not backing down. Well, here's the thing. Ice Cream Nancy has returned to form with her head up she's ass and said that China is one of the world's most free countries, citing a Freedom House uh, survey, which lists them 107th out of 112. So she assumes that people are not going to read and see that, uh, no, they're at the bottom, Nance. And lo and behold, her son's Asian stock just happens to increase 30 percent after he went on the trip with her, which is totally reminiscent of Hunter Biden going with Joe or Joe Biden going with Hunter. Right. Nothing to see here, folks. What are your thoughts about that, Joe? Um, well, this is what I think. I think that um, what a coincidence <laughs> that that he went with her on this trip. Oh, and by the way, she has tried to remove his name from all the documentation on the trip. Now, as a certified fraud examiner now for the last, oh, I don't know, 15 years, uh, I will tell you that that's what we call conspiracy, right? And that's what we call intent. If you're trying to hide it, that's called intent. So it's a little bit interesting that she's trying to hide that he went. But he also serves on the board of some companies in another country. Uh, one where they speak a language very similar to Russian hmm. uh, and that might be involved in local conflict. But, you know, hey, what do we know? Um, it's just coincidental that all these people's families are so intertwined and intertied with everything internationally. Uh, and, and they they're allowed to go on these trips with them. Um, she should be forced to reimburse the Air Force for the flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the liquor and the liquor. Right. <laughs> But it's just uh, it's absolutely silly. Um, but what a big coincidence. Uh, coincidentally, also, we're about to send a ship right through the Taiwan Straits. Um, this morning, China launched a uh, a training airstrike directly towards Taiwan, crossed the center line of the Taiwan Strait before turning away. I believe there were 21 aircraft in it, uh, 14 of which crossed the center line at the same time. Uh, I believe five surface combatants ships uh, also crossed the center line heading directly towards the island. So it looked like something big might be happening. Um, After that happened, we announced that we're going to do a freedom of navigation exercise. This is probably the most silly idea our Defense Department has come up with at this point in time. If Taiwan's Navy and and, and China's Navy uh, and and probably the Japanese Navy are all in that same area. We don't need to throw our ships in there, too. Um, the odds of an accident happening. And, I, and I've said this for a long time that the truth is that what will most likely start this 
is an accident at sea. We bump into a Chinese ship. It's happened before. Or the Chinese bump into a Taiwanese ship and you just can't stop the chain reaction, right? Someone's going to start putting torpedoes in the water. Things are going to go back and forth and it's going to get ugly really, really fast. Um, so I, I, I get why we do freedom of navigation exercises. Now is not the time to do it. Yeah. Right. Uh, especially not on the straits, right? I would maybe do one in some other Chinese controlled waters, but not the not the Taiwan Strait. That's just that's just th- throwing it in their face and begging for a confrontation. Uh, we really can't afford it right now. We've completely emptied out our arsenal. Mm. Uh, we've completely emptied out our strategic petroleum reserve. Uh, we don't really have the legs to fight China right now, while also containing Russia. It's just not going to happen. Good times, good times. So give us sit rep. Speaking of, uh, we were talking about Russia and Ukraine. Give us a rep on what's happening in Ukraine and what you think of Voldilaks, our good friend, the hero, the Jewish hero, Voldilaks Zelensky, reaching out to the Chinese Communist Party, our wonderful ally, who we're sending fifty billion dollars to. This was a brilliant move by him because what did he get from it? He got four and a half billion dollars from us. So. Mm. He's out here. He's trying to milk us for more money. We kind of say, hey, we're kind of running out of money ourselves. And then he goes and talks to China. And once we see that he's talking to China, we start throwing cash at him. Hey, man, here's four point five billion. We were just kidding. We're OK. And meanwhile, they acknowledge that they've been selling all of the weapons we're sending them. Hmm. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, this is a it's a corrupt country and we're just continuing to support their corruption. Um, they did get some grain sold this week. So several ships left and are on their way to Turkey to be inspected, to make sure they're really full of only grain and not any military weapons or anything like that. Uh, and then they'll be sent on to Egypt for dispersal throughout Africa. So some grain did get out and that's a good thing that actually benefits all sides in the conflict. Um, but here's the thing still today, literally no one, in the Ukrainian or U.S. or U.K. governments is talking about negotiation. No one is. Yeah. Why is that? We're prolonging the suffering of the poor Ukrainian people for nothing. They never cared about the Ukrainian people at all. Oh, I know. I know. That's been my biggest complaint about this the whole time. Um, They claim to, to care about them, but if they did, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have given him the war welfare that has kept him fighting to this date. I get it. We don't want Russia to to, to win and take over another country. That's fine, but not at the price of uh, bankrupting ourselves and emptying out our war stocks. Um, we told him he was going to get a whole bunch more armor, and somebody asked me, well, "Where are they going to get all that?" And I said, "The National Guard units. We're going to start stripping National Guard units." And sure enough, that's what we're doing. We're we're stripping rocket launchers and armored vehicles from National Guard units, even to send over we are seriously diminishing our readiness uh to a guy who's turning around and selling it all out the back door crazy yeah and everybody's and all the hollywooders are going over there and meeting with him and everybody thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread i mean it's a total he's an actor biggest question i have what are these actors what do they think they're accomplishing yeah you know, hey, all of the world's diplomats have gone here and they haven't done anything. But you know what? It's Jessica Chastain. If only we can get Jessica Chastain over here, we could solve all of this. Maybe Sean Stiller. Penn. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Tom Cruise. Let's get the only person on the planet shorter than Zelensky <gasps> to come over here. We well, should ben, be able to solve this. Ben Stiller went over there. So I think you got him. Oh, yeah. Now, Ben Stiller's probably shorter. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's crazy. So I just saw this now is that there's a veteran. His name is Adam Hardage. Uh, it's on Gateway Pundit that he's calling on veterans um, to go and petition in front of the FBI on August 14th. What do you think? I know it's very. I'm sorry. Uh, say that again. I, I I had a message come in. When you that's said okay. That. There's a there's a veteran named Adam Hardage. It's on Gateway Pundit right now. He's calling for veterans and fellow Americans to go and protest outside of the FBI headquarters in Washington D.C. on August 14th. He's like well, a veteran of yeah. 
I think it's a great idea, but I'm going to want to get a little more research on him. I mean, does he know Ray Epps? Yeah, right. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's sad, but right now the everyone is a Fed meme is is pretty much real life. Right. You got to ask yourself, am I getting am I getting suckered into something? But that being said, I'm also the biggest advocate of we have to get off the couch and do something. So I think if people go and they're smart and they stick to their own plan and don't let anyone talk them into things. I mean, so as an example. We watched the uh, protests during the lockdowns at the Washington State Capitol, right? And you could see the informants working the crowd. Uh, They were probably FBI informants. They would walk up and point at a door and get a bunch of people to go there. And you you see one guy say, oh, well, it's locked. And you see this other person hand him a pipe. And then he breaks the door. If somebody was to hand you a pipe and ask (laughs) you to break a door, this is what you tell them. No, man. Why don't you? Yeah. (laughs) Because they're the agent who's setting you up to be arrested. And sure enough, that's what happened. And wear Uh, a GoPro. Yeah. Wear wear a camera. Record yourself. Don't get drawn into things and don't let emotion carry you away. Stick to the plan, which is protest. Uh, I I think that that there is a lot of value in protesting. It's one of the first rights enumerated in the Constitution and one that's guaranteed to us. We have the right to petition our government for the redress of grievances, even if they don't want us to. And and this nonsense where we keep saying or the government keeps saying, hey, you need a permit to protest. You know, we're the only stupid people who get the permits. Mm -hmm. Antifa doesn't get permits. Black Lives Matter doesn't get permits. They just do their thing. Um, Here's the thing. If you get a permit, they can take action against you. Just do what needs to be done. And when they ask you for your permit, you point to the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. Yeah. And by the way, this is completely random, but Charlottesville was a Fed setup. Just for anybody who's listening, Agent Jansen and anybody who doesn't know that. I don't believe that there is literally anyone on this planet who doesn't know that. The left (laughs) even knows that, even though they don't want to admit it. Yeah, well, good. For the four people that didn't know, I just told you. Total Fed setup, total joke, total ridiculous. Do me a favor and look at at the social media history of Heather Heyer. You might be surprised at what you find or don't find. Yeah, the total. It's all a joke. So, is there are there any topics that we haven't talked about tonight that you think uh, we should be on the people should be on the lookout for? Um, I think that the Google explosion is going to need a little more explanation. So last night, Google went down over large portions of the country uh, because there was an explosion at a data center in Iowa huh. that sent three people to the hospital. And they claimed there was an electrical incident while they were working on something. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I've done a lot of work with data centers on the security and safety side. Pretty darn hard to cause an explosion in a data center. Mm. uh, Unless you do something really stupid. And if you're three electrical technicians who work for Google, you're probably not really stupid. So... The problem we have with these, as as our friends at S2 Underground point out, is all these suspicious fires and explosions that have happened over the last year. We always get the first story, but we never get to hear yes. the follow up. You never hear what the fire department found out or you never hear what the state fire marshal department found out, which is sometimes quite different. Um, I would watch for this one, the Google fire to see what really happened. Um, my prediction is that if it turns out to be anything other than an actual accident, it will be blamed on right-wing extremism, even if it's not. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen, literally everything right now is going to be right-wing extremism, just so you know. Do you know that that Sunni Muslim who... uh who attacked it was a I guess he killed three people or killed three Muslims or something like that something that happened four. today four four yeah so he's a Sunni and they were try I swear to God when I heard that I thought I know they're gonna try to blame this on like some guy named Blaine and guess it's like a guy named Muhammad I said okay that's gonna go out fast they lost that one yep it's gonna be oh. it's gonna vanish because they were they were talking it up all weekend there's a serial killer in Albuquerque killing yeah killing Muslim men. Oh my God. And they were just waiting for it to be a white guy. Yeah. And in all reality, if you know much about the Arab world, once you found out that all of the victims were Shia, 
the first suspect that should come to your mind is a Sunni. Yeah. Not Blaine. Not Brad. Oh, my God. Too much. All right. Any parting thoughts as we wrap up, Joe? I know we've my parting thought is this. Uh, you are running out of time. You need to be prepared. Uh, you need to work on physical fitness. You need to work on food availability. Uh, yeah. And be considering your own personal security because police departments all over the country are curtailing patrolling because of the cost of gas. And while you've gotten a two-week reprieve on gas prices, now that the uh, IRA has passed, gas prices are going to streak right back up. So be ready. Yeah. Fun, We're headed fun, for fun. $120 a barrel again. So Jesus. Well, before we wrap I just want to remind you of what Benjamin Martin said to his sons in the forest <laughs> in the movie, The Patriot. Joe knows what I'm talking about. I'll leave it to you to determine what I mean. If you haven't seen it, take a gander at it again. You'll get what you I'm saying. What? Huh. That, bring, that brings up a point. I want to yeah. point out something about Benjamin Martin. Uh-huh. At the beginning of the movie, Benjamin Martin said no. Yep. I'm not going to fight and I'm not going to send anyone and my family's more important and I've got too much to risk. Hello, that's where the American right is right now, right? I don't want to go to jail. I got to take care of my family. I got too much going on. I don't want to lose my job. He wanted to but avoid the he, fight. When he didn't do that, his condition worsened and he lost a couple of sons because of it. The outcome might have been different had he chosen to get off the couch in the beginning. Right. Well, yeah. And not only that, but I really think that people need to understand we are literally there. The ideology is of the left. The modern Marxist left is exactly the same. They want we're we're in Hayek territory. The road to serfdom. They want lords and serfs. You the serfs, them the lords. They want it on a global scale. Okay, so. You people really need to change their mentality. And I totally agree with you about the right. We, you know, the new right, the young. That's why I say the new right, the younger sort of the subversive like Jesse Kelly, you know, people, you know, we're not <coughs> sorry, we're not necessarily younger like the 30 year olds or something like that. But we understand culture. We understand what new right means. If you're not with the new right, you're going to get run over. So you better check yourself and get with the program because Listen, those are the only people that can get her in jail. Right. Exactly. They want get in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Malice says they want you dead. They'll they'll accept your submission. Well, and we don't submit. So things like them walking up to Scott Perry and taking his phone in public. Those are all optics meant to intimidate you because guess what? In this modern day and age, they don't need your phone to get your data. Yeah. They just serve a search warrant on the phone company and they pull your data while you're sleeping. Yeah. They just wanted to be seen taking the phone from the man. Well, and then the, the repercussions of that are that people that see that on gateway or wherever else get agitated and pissed off. Yep. So it's both to you're right. It's both for the optics of that and then to inspire some action, a reaction. Poking the bear, poking yeah. the bear. Well, they're going to they're going to faffo, baby. They're going to faffo. OK. And on that note, stop using platforms to organize. Stop using leftist platforms to organize. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, well. Um, oh, my God. Eric Prince. What do you think about that before we go? Do you know about his uh, platform unplugged? No, but I, I know an awful lot about Eric Prince, but I didn't know that. Yeah, he has a platform, uh, an app called Unplugged, and it, he says it's totally encrypted, and he's going to have a phone in the fall. What do you think about that? You trust him? I trust Eric Prince implicitly. I trust Eric Prince with my life. I've known the man for a very long time. Really? Well, then you should check that out. We'll have to talk about that next time in detail. Want, do some research on it, find out, and then uh, because that may be the way. I think I have always said that the right, the conservatives need an entire marketplace for everything. And I mean, emails, I mean, pay, payment services. I'm having problems with PayPal right now for a, my super PAC. Every single solitary thing we need our own platforms for, social media, everything, so that we can, and then we'll be able to crush them economically. Or at least divert, you know, divorce ourselves from it. And and you know, his his stuff is all encrypted, has encryption key every day. So that's what it says is that you won't have any of your data sold or stolen. 
Hey, learn radio. I'm just going to say that. Learn about radios and how to use them. Yeah, true. Okay, so thanks again for another great Tactical Tuesdays podcast. Again, I want to thank you all for listening. Please share not only with your friends, but on social media to be a force multiplier. We really are working to provide information which could potentially save lives. Check on your elderly friends. Make sure they're squared away. You can catch all of our podcasts on my website, brooktalksamerica.com, brook with an E, and they're also on iHeart, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Google. I know those are the beasts, but until we get our own, that's where they are. A whole host of others. Um, I do think it's pretty rich and uh, great that the lefties give us a free platform for us to trash them, though. Uh, that's good. Joe's website, tactical-wisdom.com, not only has his books available, but his great articles. So be sure to check that out. You And his YouTube channel. I'm on Facebook and Getter. Joe is on both of those, as well as the Twitter. Uh, we'll see how that goes with Twitter. Haven't heard any anything about Elon Musk lately, so I'm interested to know. Anyways, as with all of this stuff, we talk about it. I know Joe is very emphatic about this. Hopefully we'll never need it in real time, but better to have and not need than need and not have. So get prepared. And we'll see you next week on Brook Talks America, Tactical Tuesdays. Oh, I believe-